My name is Sheriff Rowdy, and I started my day in 1879 in the Dakotas, but this little lady says I am now in 1944 France. She's being chased by these men named Nazis. It's like they got the devil. Well, she needs a good partner, and I'm not one to leave someone to fight evil alone. Get the rip-roaring adventure of Cowboys vs. Nazis at MythMart.com or Amazon. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin. And of course, joining me today, Mr. Christian Nicorda. How are you doing today, sir? I cannot complain. How are you gentlemen doing? We are doing good. And of course, by we, I mean my my son, uh, my uh, my fellow, you know, we're all Spider-Man aficionados here. We all love Spider-Man. We all love Marvel. And we're, we're going to be talking about today. We, we need we, we need that. So uh, my, my son, Elijah, is here joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, good, man. Good. I know it's been a it's been a it feels like it's been a long day, but it really hasn't because we haven't really done a whole lot today. No. Been a lot of lazy work, yeah. a lot of laziness, a lot of uh, HGTV. Uh, we did go to the mall. We, I had to buy, went to the Lego store. Didn't really buy much, but we had to get out. You know, we had to get out. Good. Yeah, stuff. of course. Um, and joining joining us also eventually maybe for she'll put in a few words she she my daughter uh Elliot she wanted to stop by and say hi real quick um how you doing Ellie I'm doing good are you yeah. a little bit nervous right so this is gonna be your you know first time really talking on microphone on one of the podcasts yeah <laughs> yeah all right cool well today guys well first of all thank you guys for checking us out thank you guys for listening um in case you guys didn't notice from that small intro of course we're going to be talking about spider-man across the universe today um this what across the spider-verse across the spider-verse what did i say okay sorry you know what i'm so excited to talk about it (laughs) my my words all mixed up um we're gonna be talking about that uh first though uh, before we really dive into that, because that's going to be like the bulk of the conversation, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. Mainly, um, it's going to be a review-centric episode. We're going to be talking about a couple of specific things that have come out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of big, I'd say a big um, cultural touchstones have come out this past week um and i kind of wanted to touch base on both of them um one of them um not as much because there there is a lot to say but not as much as this one uh we'll get into spider-man across the universe uh shortly um but first uh, i want to talk about uh the little mermaid the new live action remake from disney that we got to see last weekend um didn't really uh i think it did really well. It set the box office on fire pretty good. Um, a lot of people were kind of disappointed with the numbers that it brought in, but I still think it did pretty well for being um, 
you know, for being exactly what it is, another Disney live action remake. Um, it's doing really well domestically, um, not so well internationally, you know, internationally, but that's okay. It's the Little Mermaid. Um, so we had a chance to watch it. And I know there's been a lot of kind of hoopla, and uh, but, you know, over the past like year or so since it was announced, the casting and everything like that. It's been a lot of unnecessary kind of uh, hey. uh, hate and, and and just criticism without anyone ever actually seeing the movie. Um, the movie finally came out. And what's really funny are the people who were, you know, really kind of uh, not, you know, saying all these horrible things and like, you know, not, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, we're going to, you know, when this movie comes out, I'll be the final judge, blah, blah, blah. Half of those people aren't even seeing the movie. They're still keeping on with their BS and they're just keep talking about Halle Bailey. I know about Halle Bailey and how she shouldn't have been cast as a Little Mermaid, as Ariel. She was an amazing Little Mermaid. She casted, like there's no cultural about nothing cultural about the little mermaid so she could be whatever she wants yeah a mermaid is a fictional creature it's a fictional character and listen we all we all grew up most of us you know we grew up with the little mermaid we know who the little mermaid is um recently i actually just got a tattoo of the little mermaid the uh ariel from the little mermaid i love the character I love the movie. And I think a lot of the times with these live action Disney remakes, you have to understand that they're two totally different things, right? Like one can, one still exist. They both exist, right? They both exist next to each other. You can choose not to watch one and watch the other. And that's totally fine. What isn't necessary is the name calling and the just unnecessary rudeness that you put towards. Especially specific, towards the actors and actresses. Towards the actors and actresses. So um, we had a chance to see it. I. Helly Bailey is one of the most just watching her on screen and the way she captured Ariel in a way that like it just felt real. She had the curiosity. She had the wonder. It's all in her eyes, all in her movement. Like she captured the spirit of who Ariel is 100 percent. Wonderfully amazing. Wonderfully and her voice, my God. Like, if you have not heard Helly Bailey sing, she is, uh, I, I know she's a singer by trade, right? Like, that's her, that's her, you know, that's what she does normally. Um, and it shows in this thing. And my review of this movie is, so I haven't been, a, I have not been a fan of the Disney live action remake so far. Um, the Aladdin one. Aladdin was good. We really enjoyed Aladdin. Aladdin um, was good. I liked Will Smith as the genie. Yeah, he was really good. Um, so well, going into this, I went in with kind of low expectations anyways, because I wasn't sure what to expect. And The Little Mermaid being my favorite animated film of all time, um, it was, you know, expectations were, you know, I, I, I kind of had a feeling like this isn't going to be nearly as good. And boy, um, <laughs> For the most part, I was right. Um, the movie itself um, suffers from a lot of things. Um, one of my main things, especially with these live action remakes, is especially when you're dealing with animals and you're dealing with creatures like animation, you could emote better, right? Like they use their body, they use their eyes. Take The Lion King, for example. The Lion King, the new one, <clears throat> You didn't get the emotion that you got from the original animated, and that's because it was animated and stuff like that. Um, you know, you just can't, I just can't wait to be king. 
in the animated one, it's colorful, it's bright. You have them running off of, you know, sliding down giraffes' heads and like that necks an and like hippos and all kinds of fun stuff. But in the movie, the live action, it's just two lions just walking through the walking through the desert singing and it's just not as exciting not as fun um this kind of suffered from a lot of that except for when Halle bailey was on screen like she's she's giving a five-star performance in a two and a half star movie like she is killing it um yeah the chef wasn't in the movie um but you know it it had its moments with all of that being said i found it to be probably one of the more enjoyable live action remakes i've seen um there was a lot of stuff in it that was great i thought heli bailey was great i thought uh i surprisingly thought melissa mccarthy was really good as ursula i thought she did a great job um what's that i liked when she like was larger like she grew in the ocean but i did not like it because i don't like big things so yeah no 100 percent. and um yeah although you know it was it was a decent movie it was fine but again Helly bailey is the real star uh she deserves all the accolades because she is amazing she is phenomenal and i have to um you know and i hate to say this but screw the haters like they're gonna hate for no reason and um this movie doesn't deserve the hate that it's you know the hate that it gets from everybody i don't think it's as bad as people are saying it is but it's still not great um but yeah i'd uh recommend checking it out uh especially when it comes to disney plus i didn't like the part where eric had a song Oh yeah, they added they Eric added had a song. songs. Um, so there's two two added songs. Uh, one of it's them, but and Prince yeah, Eric had one. Yeah, so Prince Eric has a song. Uh, I did not care not for necessary. that song at all. Not necessary. Oh no, there's three new songs. Sorry, there's that one, and then there's there's one with Ariel where she's uh, after she's become human and she's kind of singing it in her head, um, which I I thought was actually, yeah, I actually thought it was pretty cool the way they did it. I thought it was actually, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that. Yeah. So Um, I, I didn't see the movie uh, yet um, because I'm a horrible racist. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I have, I, I, I'm actually really excited for her and everything. I'm just also not a fan of the Disney live action stuff. Um, I think this might be the one that I see in theaters. Um, I've heard a couple of things. I heard, yes, I heard the same thing. Halle Bailey was incredible in it. Mm. Um, then I, I totally forget at the end of the movie, Ursula kind of takes a new form. And was it like Vanessa is her name or something? Yes. Like that? Yeah. And I heard that actress that played Vanessa was like, I've seen that all over TikTok, like everybody praising her and like, yeah, she was great too. Yeah. yeah. She was great. They're um, like, this is how you steal a scene in, in 10 minutes. Yeah, and just just wait till you hear Scuttlebutt. Uh, there's a song <laughs> called Scuttlebutt, sung by Scuttle, uh, who is obviously played by Aquafina. Um, it sounds like a Hamilton song. It sounds like a Hamilton song, and why is that, that makes sense? Because he is. Yes, because yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda yep. wrote the additional music, and um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd give it like a you know, if I was to give it a score out of five, like I said, uh, Halle Bailey's giving that five star out of. Uh, you know 2.5 movie i'm gonna meet somewhere in the middle i'm gonna say it's a it's a three it's a 3.5 you know um my daughter you know my daughter's 12 11 she's gonna be 12 soon she she really enjoyed it you know and that's the target audience right Right. like the target audience isn't me 
it isn't Christian. Um, it might not even be Eli to an extent, even though Eli really enjoyed it too. It was good. Um, you know, I don't really believe in target audiences as I much, didn't enjoy but, it as much as Spider-Verse, but it was good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh Ellie, my daughter, 12 years old, she gives it five out of five. So, you know, if you're looking on that scale, then hey, that's the most you can ask for, right? If your kids enjoy a movie like this, that's exactly what this is about. Um, so yeah, so let's so let's move on. Let's move on to the movie of the weekend. Um Fast X. Fast X, exactly. Let's talk about Fast X. Let's talk about Jason Momoa. Let's talk about The Rock starring in his own spinoff movie, The Fast and Furious franchise. That is not Hobbs and Shaw. They're describing (laughs) it at Fast X.5. Of course, Vin Diesel is producing as well as The Rock. But anyways, that's off the subject. Yeah. The Rock Johnson. Um, Yes, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That movie... This movie released this past weekend, um, and I know it's going to be the talk of the town for everybody. Um, so I just want to talk about some, be. as it should be. Let's talk yeah. about some numbers real quick. This movie is, so we're recording this on Saturday the 3rd, which is the day, two days after it opened officially. Um, it is on track Thursday. to make, it is on track to make $120 million. <laughs> Comparatively, the first into the Spider-Verse or, you know, into the Spider-Verse film made $35 million opening wow. weekend. Um, now, first, I kind of actually want to talk to you about that, Christian. Um, so, you know, when this when into the Spider-Verse came out, first of all, I got to admit, I had no idea what to expect. I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if I... This was wasn't long after we had gotten a Tom Holland Spider-Man. Suddenly Spider-Man was everything. And then suddenly it felt like they were shoving this animated Spider-Man movie in our faces that nobody really needed, right? Like, I don't know about you, but that's kind of how it felt like to me. It was just like, oh, that looks cool. Like, I'll check it out if it turns out, you know, comes it's better than Tom Holland. <laughs> yes. Um, right. So like how did you do you remember so that's five years ago i don't even know if you i mean i'm getting old so i don't know i don't barely remember five years ago um but what were your initial thoughts when you saw that trailer were you there opening weekend did you go see it i i don't think i saw it opening weekend but i definitely remember we did see it in theaters um so I think by the time I saw it, there was a kind of word of mouth. I might have seen it like the second weekend. I don't exactly remember. Um, yeah, I kind of didn't have expectations. Um, you know, at this point, I, I just didn't have that much trust in like what Sony does with the Spider-Man properties. Right. Um, so I, I just, you know, wasn't <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have like high expectations for it. That being said, leaving the theater um, I, I very much ha- have stood by, like, I really don't think they should touch this. I think the reason why that movie was so good is because it it did fly under the radar and mm. because the studios, like, did it just, they were like, whatever, go ahead, have fun. And then Lord and Miller did something incredible. And I was just afraid that if a sequel came out, the studio was going to get way too involved and kind of ruin it. So I was a big, no more sequels, like, just leave this. This was like lightning in the bottle um fast forward to this weekend right so so yeah i had kind of the same experience we didn't check it out so maybe the third or or maybe even third or fourth week it was out because mm. word of mouth was really strong like yeah. i 
was reading reviews and people were talking about it. And I was like, wait, like, what, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, you know, it's not something, you know, first of all, it's Sony animation. Right. And at yeah. that point they hadn't really, you know, you had a hotel Transylvania right. and like even well, climbing with the chance of meatballs was good. That's the Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Right. I didn't realize that they were in, that they were doing that. They had, their hands on Spider-Verse. I had no idea yeah. until like a couple weeks after it was released. And then I was like, wait a second, like Lord and Miller, the same guys who did 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street at the time. And the Lego movie, I think had come yep. out already. Yep. Um, and I was like, wait, like what is, what is happening? And we saw it um, walking out of that theater was like, what the heck yeah. did I be yep. witness? Like, <laughs> This thing was like, it just blew my mind. Everything like the animation was just beautiful. And I had, I knew who Miles Morales was. I knew what his story was, but I didn't know his story. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get this deep into the weeds about it all. And it blew my mind. Um, I was the same way as you, like, you're going to make a sequel. You're going to have to be very careful. (laughs) Like it's Sony. It's. Yeah, Venom, Venom 2, you have Morbius, you have all these other things going on. I, I think one of, like, to me, and, and I, I think we can all kind of agree on this, is it's what it did to, and, and I'm very specifically saying what it did to the industry, and specifically the animation industry, because it changed Absolutely. everything, you know? Like, I think, like, predating this, I, I think in the last five years, there's two significant things that changed, like, Western animation, um, so I'm not talking about anime. I'm not talking about Japan and what they're doing, uh, but just what we do here in the West. And it's it's into the Spider Verse and uh, Arcane, right? I think those two yeah. things are like have completely transcended any kind of expectations. They never nobody asked for these things to be this good, and they were better than everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we now we're kind of five years down the road. We're kind of seeing the results of that. Things like Puss in Boots. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, like that are, are are not more focused on like a real world render or, you know what I mean? Like the the weave of, of, of a sweater, but like a very painterly closer to like the the concept art kind of style, which I think is, is kind of the logical way to go with, with this with animation. But holy cow, like without even getting too far into it, this is one of the most gorgeous animated movies I've ever seen, Easily. let alone just the gorgeous movie I've Easily. ever seen. Like it's so beautiful. Easily. So let's, um, so let's just, let's talk about the movie itself. So let's talk. So what we're going to do guys is give you guys kind of a, um, a brief overview of what we thought of the movie. And then we're going to get into spoilers, but we'll let you guys know exactly when we get into spoilers, we'll count down. You guys will be in the clear to, you know, fast forward or just kind of, you know, turn it off till you go listen to it and then come back and, and get our spoiler filled thoughts. Um, but first, um, Let's send it over to the the uh, younger ones in the room real quick. Um, and I just kind of want to hear their thoughts about it. I already know what they think about it, um, but I want them to kind of talk about what they thought about it real quick. Um, so, Ellie, what did you think about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Can Bella go first? Eli, <laughs> what did you think about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? I thought it was really good. I like how they brought in more spider people a lot more spider people and how like they like how the story progressed through it like how his abilities have of course like 
there's, of course, growing in there a lot more than what happened in the first movie. Right. Because the first one was just him getting his powers, discovering who he wants to be, and getting used to them. Now that he's had them, he's starting to figure out more ways to use them. Exactly. No, 100%. Um, so that's the review from a 16-year-old, 16-year-old boy. Now let's move over to a 11-year-old, my 11-year-old daughter and see what she thinks about it. What did you think about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Um, I liked it. It was one of, it was probably my um it was it was probably my favorite um Spider-Man movie ever because it just has a lot, it was just a lot going on, especially. Um some of the points I felt overwhelmed with how much was going on, but it was still <laughs> it was still really good and you like figured out like things from that you didn't notice in the first movie. And he just got like more like he he like grew up and like yeah. <laughs> okay. So overall, let's say you're gonna give it uh out of five stars. Five. Yeah, five out of five. Yeah. Okay, five. cool. All right. So yeah. that's maybe even 10. Very cool. Um <laughs> so Christian, I mean, let's go ahead, let's go for it, man. What did you think of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Looks like I'm glitching out too. Um, I mean, just like well. How how they do it? I mean, okay, yeah. like I get it. Five years, you know, like that's awesome. But like even then, like to to not even just meet expectations, but surpass it. You know, um, I, I I was like getting a little nervous because everything I was hearing was like, oh, it's better than the original, and I'm like, oh, uh, it's <laughs> making me nervous. Um, but you know, damn, I think so. Maybe like i don't know i think this really really hit on such an emotional level um i like the things that they added they really like kind of fleshed out the universe a little bit more i I had no idea where anything was going like you know you kind of had an idea and then they just kept throwing like these like these curveballs uh which was amazing um but i i love kind of how like the new villain is tied into everything how like everything has to do with miles I think it's like beautifully written. I think a lot of people can make the argument. They're like, oh, they retcon stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but did they? They're just expanding. Like, right. Um, and I, I really, really like that. Like, it's so well done. Um, there's some like really beautiful like character stuff, um, specifically like Miles and his family, um, and then Miles and Gwen. Like, oh God, I yeah. love it. Oh. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, there's just, I, I can't just, there's, I, I, I'm dying to see it again. Dying to see it again. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. So I'm, I'm of the mind that this is the most, this is the most Spider-Man movie a Spider-Man movie has ever been. Right. Yeah. It's like truly the most. Um, it uses one thing I really, really love about this movie is how it uses who Spider-Man is as part of its plots right like it's it's and i know that sounds weird because every spider-man movie has spider-man and it uses a part of him but it uses uh, you know the the word canon is thrown around a lot right like what's canon what's not in the spider-man mythos and every single spider-man story you've ever read what is common amongst all of them amongst all the spider people amongst everything and 
they use that canon to tell the story. Um, and it's not just like a plot device. It's not just something that they just kind of use to just kind of say, oh, like, you know, we all know the story. Sorry if this is a spoiler to anybody, but Peter Parker or, or some version of Spider-Man or Spider-Woman or Spider-Person gets bit by a radioactive spider or spider, you know, being. spider being and uh something tragic you know tragedy is part of spider of spider people's uh history and their their stories um and that's what this movie does really well and instead of just sitting there being like like yeah like his uncle has to die to move the plot along like no like this really uses that to move the story along in a very meaningful and it's really hard to describe without getting into spoilers but it uses it in a very meaningful way to the whole plot and it's not just a plot device to move the story forward it essentially is the plot which is kind of cool um <clears throat> i think that the the new characters they introduce are great um i loved i loved uh spider spider punk yes great hobie <laughs> He was amazing, voiced uh, by Daniel Kaluuya. Like yeah. this guy was just incredible. And you mentioned the villain. The spot is the villain of this movie, voiced by Jason Schwartzman, who does it so perfectly, mm -hmm. so beautifully. He's the villain of the week. Um, <laughs> he's 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 amazing. Um, and this movie really does. I love the way that this movie. It's about growing up, but it's about growing up for both adults and the kids right like mm -hmm. it's it's being a parent but also being a child and i thought that there's one scene and again this is in the trailer so i'm not gonna spoil you know this part's not gonna be a spoil but the part where miles's mom is talking to him and she's like talking about how you know there's still a little boy in there Mm -hmm. um he'll always be my little boy um no matter what like you just take care of my little boy like and that like that legitimately almost made me tear up just being a parent of these two right here like they're growing up they're starting to do their own things they're starting to become their own people um but then you get the miles you know the great thing is it's a movie that everyone can relate to someone on some level right because my kids probably related to miles right like having those i don't even want to say overbearing parents but having parents who actually care about them mm -hmm. and who don't want them going off doing stupid stuff and who actually get nervous about what they're doing where they're going what you know all this stuff and so it's kind of cool how everyone can get something out of it and everyone can relate to someone in this movie um but i i, I gotta you know uh, i think you said it best christian but this this movie should not be as good as it is. Uh, the animation is just every single spider universe that you visit has a distinct and different animation style. Oh it's art style. It's all completely different. My personal favorite was the Gwen. Uh, like the, it had a really beautiful, like these watercolor type type uh colors like um christian you probably know how to describe that better than i do um but like these colors that are like really like there's a lot of pinks and purples and yeah. and whites and stuff pastels. like that pastels and it looks absolutely gorgeous and i've heard other people say it before i know i'm not the first person to say it but much like the first one you can literally like pause this movie at any point, any point and print it out and get, put it as a frame on your wall. And yep. it's a beautiful, beautiful painting. Um, my, my favorite, 
my favorite art style was definitely hobby 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 yeah, yeah. Hobi had a really, really cool art style, like really punk rock, really anarchist. We didn't like, even go into his like dimension. No, we didn't. We didn't. His earth. We just we saw like his art style from the things that he yeah. did around him. And that was really cool, though. It that was, was really cool the way they did that. The way he's drawn was really cool because he he really kind of felt more like 2D, right? Like mm -hmm. as opposed to the 3D animation of the other characters. Um, but like, you know, you get the different art styles and it's this movie is a lot. So it is. So I, I listen for those people who don't know, I really, really want people to know this before kind of going into it. Uh, first of all, it is almost two and a half hours, which is fine. It flies by though. Like that's yeah, not, it really like, it, I had, I had no, like by the time it ended, I was like, wait, that's it. <laughs> like I was expecting yeah. it to keep going. Um, I wanted more. But I think most people who are in the know know this, but it is a part one of two. So it is its own movie, but it is very much has a, it, it's part of one bigger picture. So you will get the to be continued tag at it's the end. It does have a cliffhanger, of course, um, sadly, annoyingly. Um, but yes, I absolutely adore this movie. I think it might. So I've had this struggle at my top spot of Spider-Man movies for a long time now with between Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi, and Into the Spider-Verse. Those yeah. two were at the top of my list fighting for supremacy. I think, I think when the third one comes out, this one has the potential of part two and three have the potential of becoming my favorite Spider-Man story yeah. ever put yeah. to film. Um, I can't really say, cause part one works better as like a whole, right? Like it's, yeah. it has its own story, you know, it has its own, you know, beats and everything. This one is obviously, like I said, it's one part of two. Um, so I feel like once the two come together, but it does tell a very complete story. This one is, is it certainly is Gwen's story. It feels like to me, at least we'll get more into that in the spoiler section, but that story kind of comes to a resolve, but then you have this other story that's kind of going on overarching. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, so I think everyone here is in agreement that you should certainly go check it out. Um, so we are about to get into spoilers. Um, yeah, I, I'm dying to see it again. I'm I'm so ready to go to the theater like right after this podcast and go see it again, like for real. Um, no, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we but yes, um, try. we can certainly try. So right now we're going to count down to spoilers. I'm going to count from five by the time we get to one. Um, we will be in spoiler territory. So if this is it for you guys, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking us out. Come back. Let us know what you guys thought and listen to our spoiler filled thoughts about this movie. Our spoiler um, segment. Our spoiler segment. Um, but for now, let's go and start counting down. So we're going down to five, four, three, two, one. All right. <laughs> so we are in full blown spoiler territory. Um, so Christian, is there anything that very specifically stood out to you about this movie that you want to talk about, um, as far as plot wise, story wise, anything like that? Um, um yeah, I, I did anticipate an emotional movie and it was emotional. It wasn't like, oh, like you're sobbing your eyes out. Like it's not that kind of, but like, 
I don't know. It's emotional. It's just like, man, like the harrowing things that everybody's going through throughout the movie. Uh, it's not as funny as the first one. And I think that's actually a good thing. It was a little bit more focused on like the drama of like the character development and everything. Um, it was still really funny. There was still like plenty of funny yeah. stuff. Um, I, I think to me, like I, I love like the Gwen stuff. Um, and like also Gwen and her dad was just fantastic. fantastic. And then like, just the, like, that was kind of like, really like, that was some of the most emotional beats was Gwen stuff. Uh, and then also like Miles and, and his mom and dad um, was really good too. Um, again, obviously love Hobie. I think that was also like my favorite art style also. Um, just yeah. that like crazy, awesome punk rock. Like it was so cool. Uh, also going back again to the animation, like, you know, like the, the whole big thing that they did in the first movie was like, you know, animate on the two. So they were like, instead of 24 frames a second, they were doing 12 frames. And I felt like Hobie was like six. Like yeah, it, it, it was, was like great. even more. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, just really, really cool. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just so blown away by like, like the technical parts of this. This, I just feel like it was almost like this. It was overwhelming in a good way. It was just like it a was. for your eyes. So like there were a couple of times where it was so beautiful that it pulled me out of the story that I was just like, Oh my God. I'm like just staring at the beautiful colors. Then I'm like, wait, what happened? What did they say? Oh, sh- I, I honestly, like, I'm not even going to lie. I think I missed a good, like 15% of the movie because of that. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember stuff happening, but like, on the other hand, I'm like, wait, how did we get here? Wait, what's, yeah. what's going on? But like, I realized I was just like blown away with everything going on screen that I was yeah. just like, this is incredible. Like, this is beautiful. Yeah. I just, I, I, I actually went into the theater wondering if I was going to like it more than Puss in Boots because Puss in Boots is like my lot, my favorite animated thing in the really last good, yeah. few years. It's hard to say because they're two separate, completely different movies. You know, like the, the feeling that you get leaving the, the theater is a little bit different. Um, also, if you're listening to this and if you've already seen it and if you're wondering and you don't already know, part two comes out sooner yes. than later. It's not going to be another five years. It's what next March? March? Yeah, next, next March, March is when oh. it drops. So, yeah. So, um, I actually really, really like the spot. Um, I love how he was just like, he was the joke, right? Like, he was the villain of the week. Like, everyone was making fun of him. Uh, Miles was just like, dude, are you just, I love the ATM machine stuff. I thought, that oh, was yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> and the Chai, oh, uh, Spider Man India, man. Oh yeah, oh, the gosh, Mumbai. Yeah, <laughs> that was so great. That was awesome. Um, yeah, the chai tea stuff was great. Yeah. Um, I thought that the messed it up. messed it up. Yeah, but I think that the spot was the perfect villain for this. I mean, obviously, probably the only villain you can use in this type of story, right? Like he, I, I was talking to the to the kids earlier about this, and I feel like this is the first. So we've had we've had Spider-Man movies with these villains who obviously you know had ties to Parker and stuff um, to way. Peter Parker in some way. This is this really feels to me like the first time in a Spider-Man movie where we see a Spider-Man um have to kind of deal with his own listen and that is what peter parker is all about right dealing with his own stuff that he kind of he creates things messes and stuff like that but i feel like this is the first time like in in a movie i i i could be wrong where he legitimately is responsible for the creation of a villain of his own villain right like i can't think of any other spider-man movie that that happened is right like like i said peter parker is kind of 
you know, Spider-Man is always kind of like involved with the villain in some way, you know, emotionally or friendship or whatever. But this is the first time he actually has the weight of that on his shoulders through the movie. Like he created this thing. Like if it wasn't for him, this thing would not exist in the first place. And, And the fact that, you know, and the fact that towards the end of the movie, we find, or not even towards the, like the middle or towards the end that, Miles isn't even supposed to be a Spider-Man. Like this whole thing was just a fluke. Like he's an anomaly for everything that Spider-Man is. Like he's not supposed to be Spider-Man, but he causes this literal world-destroying thing to emerge. All because, you know, he wasn't even supposed to get bit by the spider in the first place. Miles is supposed to grow up. That Miles. Well, no, because, well, because, well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I thought that was very, very cool way to kind of tell yeah. the story, right? Because um, Miles already kind of has a lot on his shoulders as it is, um, learning to be Spider-Man. But now he's, now at this point, by the end of this one, he's learned, he's not even supposed to be Spider-Man. Um so how does he cope with that? I thought that was that was quite the twist that I really, really, yeah. really loved. I thought that was great. Um, so I, I do love when they finally reveal like what the, the whole thing is. It's like how like this this is the destiny of every Spider-Man, and like we can't have things change, and you have to let this play out. Like giving him like this is like also like I don't know, as far as I know, uh like new to the Spider-Man's like story where like he is now fully aware of what is about to happen you know right um, knowing that like for the greater good that he should let it play out but like who would do that right who would like be okay with that um i don't i i think that that's it's such a like a horrible situation to have to be stuck in you know um and i don't i don't know i don't know like what i would do also like getting to what ellie was talking about what a, what an awesome way to kind of play that out and like he travels back and then like his mom's like who's spider-man and then you're like what oh how funny haha and then like uncle walks through and you're like wait a minute and then he's like i'm not the prowler and it's like oh my it's like it all comes like that was insane and so beautiful reveal so in that world i'm trying to remember because i don't remember was there was a peter parker supposed to get bit in that universe or was miles supposed to become spider-man in that universe somebody they just said a spider-man oh okay a spider-man so they didn't say never specify okay right because there is no spider-man in this universe no yeah no there already was a spider-man right 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 yeah and that's he's the one who caused that essentially caused peter parker to die right so that he can take over the thing um but now obviously we're in a situation where his dad's going to die now um and i thought that was actually really 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 cool really clever when they started talking about the canon and how this is how Spider-Man story works. Like, this is just the character. Like, this is your, this is your destiny. This is every single spider person's destiny, Um, you know? And I loved how they, how they put the live action stuff in there too. Like, you know, Andrew Garfield with, with his Stacy, with his, you know, Captain Stacy. And then they had. Prowler. Yeah, the Prowler, that Prowler. Oh, that was great. That was really cool. I was was not expecting that at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Childish Gambino, yeah, whatever you want to call him. Um, I think when he's <laughs> acting, though, he's he's Donald Glover. Yeah, when he's acting, he's Donald Glover, and yeah. his rapping slash yeah. his name is Childish Gambino. Yeah, which both of them I'm a fan of. So yeah, cool. um, but um, but yeah, and I just thought that was a really like I had never seen that before, and I'd never really like I had thought about it, but like it wasn't something I was expecting to happen in this movie. Like they were like. Like, this is how it has to go. And that's what I meant about how they really use that to, that was the plot, right? Like, it wasn't just a plot device to move the story along. It became the plot, right. um, which I thought was really cool, really unique. Um, and uh, like I said, I love the stuff with his parents and, and Miles. I love the stuff with Gwen and Miles. I thought that stuff was really, really well done. Um, yeah. Uh, what Do you have any spoiler spoiler thoughts uh one of my favorite things was how hobie was just there to cause chaos uh, anarchy right like, yeah that's, kind that's of his whole thing. thing like yeah. he's like screw the machine use your palms get get out of here dude like go cause chaos way, i'm quitting yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i thought that was great I love that that chase scene when he was running away from all the spider people. Yeah. Like that was incredible. I love how you got to see. I love, I even love Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, <laughs> voiced by Andy Samberg. I thought oh, that, that was awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant casting. That's so funny. All right. Bye. Have fun out there. Okay. Okay. Sorry about the dogs. Um <laughs> But yeah, man, um, this movie just absolutely blew me away. And I, I I do, like I said, if this one sticks the landing, it could be the greatest Spider-Man ever told on screen. And I don't know yeah. how anybody can top it. Like, yeah. Nobody will, um, especially in live action. So one of my like theories and one of my things is that I feel like so in this one, we got a, a Andrew Garfield scene. We got a, um, a Toby scene, you know, with Uncle Ben. Um, and I get multiple shots of the Toby scene. I know. Yeah, yeah. no, we do. Um, my point being is that I feel like they're they're planning on doing something with Tom. Yeah. One, I think um, I, I for for. A little bit, you know, I kind of heard this idea. They were like talking about how cool would it be if the spider live action were midged in with the animated stuff. Um, after seeing that kind of small cameo by, you know, Donald Glover as the Prowler, it like it fit, it worked. It's <laughs> like, let's bring the spot, these spider people into like the MCU, you know, New York and have them, you know, even if it's a short scene where they, have to you know they need tom you know they need tom's peter's help for something or something like that um i think that would be really really cool way to kind of tie everything together that'd be really and, fun. and get a better look at like you know tom's new spider-man suit right that we saw at the we got a glimpse of in the end of um at the, no, um, way home. no way home yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that would be really cool yeah. i know a way they might be able to like need him to come in like I know how Spider Bite does like the go like the take me home Manator thing yeah. already on her own. But what if she's just there to monitor it and make sure everything's just going right, like how it's supposed to be going? Yeah. What if they need to bring in like Tom Holland's Peter because he has used Stark tech in the past and it could be true. He's used to like 
They might even bring in Ned because yeah. wait, no, never mind. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, he doesn't know who Peter Parker is anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that no, was no. now some little like cameo references. Like, I'm not your chair, your guy no, in the chair. Uh, I really are those of course, Jordans? And of course, you have <laughs> Joe, uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, voiced by J.K. Simmons. Again, yeah, uh, which I thought was really cool. I thought the Lego universe was amazing. Yeah, um, totally. I thought that was really neat. I saw the Daily Bugle sign, I was like, wait a second, <laughs> are they doing this? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, this movie just had such an emotional umph to it that, um, you know, Miguel, Miguel was freaking incredible. Oscar Isaac is outstanding. Uh, and I, I wasn't, you know, kidding when I said I could have sat there and, you know, when it ended, I was yeah. like, wait, like, you can't stop it right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do this. Like, you know, so, you know, at the end when, you know, you see him you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not the prowler. And then you see the real prowler walking up and you see those, those uh, Nikes, you see those, those Jordans. Jordans. Yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, I honestly did not see that coming at all until I saw that. I was like, wait, like what the, he takes off his thing and it's freaking miles. That's a cool mask though. That was a really yeah. Cool. It was an awesome mask. But, but like, what a great setup too. It's like, oh, you got, you took your braids out. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying something new. Uh, and, and then like, oh man, what a reveal. And when, when he's so, when the, he's realizing that he's not in his universe, universe like that yeah. whole scene, and with Gwen too, right? Because she's in his room, and you're like right outside the room, so you think it's like <sighs> the the yeah. same room, the same yeah. universe. Then she jumps in, and then you see the parents, and you're like, "What?" The f-? And then you're like, "Holy!" And then like I remember watching it and starting to realize, I was like, "Wait!" And then you it clicks. I was like, "Oh shit!" So brilliant. So well like, done. I like my, I started to panic myself. I was like, no, like yeah. this cannot be happening. And then I was like, and then it does that whole thing. And I like, it ends. I was like, no, what the? I, I'm so excited for the next one. They kind of assemble a, a rescue team. Like Gwen gets everybody together. That um, cool. That's really cool to see. Cause it's everybody's favorite characters from the last movie. Yeah. Everybody's favorite characters from this movie. Um, it's pretty awesome. I made it with them. I know that's so cool. I I love the the uh Peter B or Michael or Jesus. Uh, yeah, Peter P. Parker. Yo, Peter B. Parker. So good. His baby. Uh, his baby. I yeah. love this baby. Yeah, Mayday is it's so. Not cool. even supposed to bring her. No, he wasn't. Yeah, I thought that stuff was great, and how he was telling Miles about how, you know, he became a dad because of Miles. Yeah. Because he knew he can be good at it because of Miles. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so crazy. We live uh, in a generation that, or like this newer generation coming up, like Miles is their Spider Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Miles, like everyone knows who kind of Peter Parker is. And of course, you know, I grew up with Peter Parker, I love Peter Parker. Um, but I can't even argue with that. Like mm-hmm. I can't even be because I think Miles is Miles and Gwen are two of my favorite Spider people. Like uh, Miles, Gwen, and Peter are like it. When I think of like Spider people, like those are the three that I names that come up. And it's no longer just Peter Parker. It's uh, you know Miles is Spider Man. I I might be like speaking out of turn because I don't know the DC universe as well. But is it is it like? 
Because I feel like every other superhero who has like the moniker that they pass on, like doesn't have another widely accepted, you know what I mean? Like yeah. every like like no, it's Hal Jordan, always Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe maybe Green Lantern because people love John Stewart. People I think love actually, I, it's funny you brought that up because I was reading an article this more today about how when um the Green Lantern movie came out with Ryan Reynolds, people were accusing him of whitewashing the character because they wanted John become, Stewart. Yeah, because John Stewart had become so popular and he was yeah. the one that was on like all the animated shows and everything now. Um, so people were confused, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Besides, yeah, I think he's the only one I can think of. Um, yeah, I, I maybe like a little bit of like I think Hal Jordan. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like this is where like you know um, I think our friend Nickish could be um, of assistance. One hundred percent. But yeah, maybe 100%. the Flash because I know that there's like a couple of different flashes. Big Gehrig. I think. I think for a while there, it really felt like. Batman Beyond was starting to catch on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh Terry. God, I would love to see that. Yeah, I think that was might have been close too. But yeah, no, I don't think. I think this might be the. I think this might be the most successful yeah. of that. You know, other than like um, John Stewart, um, I feel like this might be the 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 only other one that's can be accepted because you know it's kind of the idea of the first one, right? The first movie was anyone can wear the mask. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was super powerful, even being like a, you know, I was in my late thirties then, but even in my late thirties, I was like, yeah, I could become Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I yeah, can exactly. see this. Um, and I worked pest control and I was trying to get bit by spiders all day, but it never oh, happened. My God. <laughs> um, but no, are we going to say something? Peter B can do it. No, oh, yeah. I can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, man, this, this movie left me super excited for the next one. I'm, thrilled that this movie is doing as well as it did as well as it is doing i hope it does even better than this i hope it goes on to make all the monies um it's obviously wins an award oh it's gonna win best animated feature hands yeah i can't think the first one did right uh into the spider-verse did i i can't imagine anything coming out that's going to top this like it's it's impossible like this is a lock like if this doesn't win, like I'm done with the Oscars yeah, forever. Exactly. Like there's not even, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, I know better or whatever, but like, no, there's, this film is, is perfect. Like this, this, the, the, the music, the music by Daniel Pemberton is just Ugh. the score. He, he laid down one of my favorite scores with the first one. The first one is amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. Um, He did the same thing with this. We were listening in the car today and it's just, it's, it gets you pumped, it gets you excited. It's it's just this whole other level of music, yeah. uh, film music. Like it's it's insane. Uh, the voice work by everybody. Um, Sh- Sh- Shamik Moore, right? I believe yeah. is his name. Oh, uh, he was great. Miles. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Haley Steinfeld as uh, you know Gwen. Just Gwanda. Gwanda. What? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Um, everybody in this cast is just. Um, outstanding uh i i i wish i can i honestly wish i i i'm like obviously like if i was to give it a score out of five it'd be five out of five like easy like i can't i can't even deny that um i just i'm completely blown away by it and i recommend i urge everybody listen this this next couple months are going to be packed with movies right you have spider-verse you have 
Flash, you have Transformers, you have um, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, uh, Barbie, like all these movies. And they're also most a lot of these movies are going to be playing on big screen formats on IMAX. So you're only going to be able to see this movie for maybe another week because I think Rise of the Beast Transformers is going to be on IMAX. Um, so once that movie comes out, this movie won't be in IMAX anymore. We did not see it in IMAX. I regret yeah. not seeing it in IMAX. See it in the biggest screen possible, the loudest screen possible. Yeah. Um, you 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 you're not gonna regret it. Um, not at all. And why do you laugh about Barbie? I'm excited I'm, about Barbie. I'm I didn't laugh at Barbie. You laughed about Barbie. You're taking only me because it was up here with all these other big I honestly like I Oppenheimer think Oppenheimer or they're dropping so Oppenheimer and Barbie are opening the same weekend. I which is yeah Barbie, I do better than Barbie is going to slay. I, I feel it's like awesome. we are kind of because they probably anticipated that they're two different like audiences, but I think right. you know, yeah. I think we are in that Venn diagram of like right, like yeah, I want to see both of those movies. Same. I'm I'm stoked for both. I think Oppenheimer is it's Christopher Nolan, right? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Drop a nuke. Um yeah, we're certainly gonna go watch it, but Barbie looks like a lot of fun. I'm not even gonna lie. Um but um but yeah, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, go check it out, guys. Uh, if you haven't seen it by the time this podcast comes out, what is wrong with you? Go watch it. Um, it's absolutely stunning, absolutely gorgeous. And I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to add. I know there's a million things I'm missing right now. Yeah, it's um, too fresh in my head. Like it's yeah, we're certainly going to check it out again. Something that I like about the animation is how if there's any imperfections, it's probably put there on purpose. Oh yeah, everything yeah. in this movie is done wonderfully. Yeah, well, it's done wonderfully, but it's done meticulously. It's done yeah. with lots of planning. So there's no way anything would go through there without there being a reason for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, certainly everything on the screen is there for a reason. Um, and Phil Lord and Chris Miller, man, like those guys. Dude, come on. I really wish we got their solo. I Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like Disney I, just, yeah, I think they were just like too... There are too many eyes on that project, and I think like, but I think I, if anything, man, if these guys haven't proven their worth like yet, you know, like they're geniuses. Know. Yeah, just brilliant storytelling. Everything they touch is becomes gold, and yeah. I think um, you know it's it's that it's every t everything they put their hands on, even Mitchell's versus the machines, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Like that movie was just that was a good movie. Beautiful. And that, that was another movie that had gorgeous animation um that kind of followed the pattern of like Spider-Man. Like, really painterly. Like yeah. 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 It was really well done. So uh anyways, guys, that's our review of uh Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um and like I said, you know, we have five out of five for that. Um giving Little Mermaid 3.5 out of five. Well, thank you guys for checking out the show. Thank you guys for listening. Um, as usual, you can find us on, um, you know, you can find my public life as American nerd, wherever you're listening and also like, and share, um, sharing actually helps get the word out. And that's amazing. You can also, um, subscribe and leave us a review and stuff like that. Uh, Christian, thank you for joining me, man. That was a lot of fun. Always I talking Spider-Man and all things Spider-Man across the universe. Um, if you guys want to hear more, um, we do have our pastrami nation podcast every Tuesday, uh, live stream. So you'll be able to, I'm sure we'll, uh, this Tuesday we have one coming up, so we'll be talking about about this movie i'm pretty sure um once again um 
So Christian, where can the people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Christian Nakorda, no space. Uh, you'll know awesome. me when you see me. Yeah, very cool. And of course, you can find me, Kevin Hoskinson, Kevin underscore Hoskinson on Facebook, tw- TikTok, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, whatever, wherever you want to find me. You can find me anywhere on social media. Um, I will be there and you also get my little short reviews and all that fun stuff. So um Thank you guys. And of course, Eli, he's 16, so he's not giving away any of his social media information because not yet. He's in my yeah, not yet. Not a couple, yet. couple more years. Give him a couple more years. But if yeah. you want to talk to him, you could talk to me and then I'll relay the messages and we'll, yeah, there you go. We'll discuss it. Um, so thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, be safe out there. And as usual, stay nerdy America. Bye. Bye.